Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories that are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. <laughs> and we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine, Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, I guess it's me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for coming back and giving us a listen. Um, we are back and badder than ever, <laughs> as I usually say. <laughs> Okay, but let me just start by saying, when I left my house today to come here to do this recording, I really pretty much turned around and shut the front door because it was a monsoon. It was <laughs> raining so hard that, actually it was hailing too. It looked like snow Welcome on my Portland. windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Our lovely fall. And it was getting dark already. And so I'm like, I had tennis shoes on. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to put my rain boots on. So I went back in, I put my rain boots on. And then my husband's like, do you want an umbrella? I was like, yeah, sometimes I have to walk a bit for parking, you know, sure. at Sophie's. So I went back in, I got an umbrella. <laughs> so it's out in the car right now. I didn't bring it in. But, but you parked in the driveway. Yeah, that, right, that, right. She gets, she gets took, VIP parking. Whoever gets here first gets the driveway That's is kind true. of the general rule. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty much right at the front door. <laughs> And um, Sophie almost didn't let me in when I got here. Her door was locked. Wow. So I had to knock. <laughs> I know. She used no never locked. locked. I know. I leave my door wide open. Oh, don't tell everybody that. Oh, my God. It's out there for the world to know. You better start locking your door now all the time. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, just sort of welcome to fall. I know our last episode, we kind of talked about all things fall, I think. And so we don't need to rehash that. But I do have to comment on Amy's shirt today when she walked in I was like oh my god I love your plaid are you mad for plaid and <laughs> it's really cute and your hat coordinates and which well, shirt are you what's know, your t-shirt oh, it's oh yeah and the oh, shirt say Could, bad words yeah you know we've talked about and that we do one we do you know <laughs> this, terrible this words. is um a uh, uh, an x-rated sometimes <laughs> podcast Explicit. Well, ex Explicit. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Today, tonight it's going to be oh, right. right. <laughs> that's what I meant. So anyway, yes, we have a special guest star um, tonight, and it's going to be really exciting, and it's somebody that Sophie knows, so I'm going to let Sophie do the introduction, and I think with that, we'll just get started. That's great. Yay. So I've been talking about Catherine um, she's my very special, special friend. We have a special connection. And the reason being is we met while we were pregnant. And the story actually starts um, is that my ex-husband owned a restaurant. Catherine and her husband lived down the street from this restaurant. So they went there. Catherine didn't finish her food, so my ex was like, why didn't you finish your food? Well, I, don't, I don't even remember these. I so remember so. it. This is, Remember, it reminds me. Too. Okay, <laughs> so he said that that you and Jay were sitting there. You didn't finish your food, so he was curious if everything was okay with your food. And you're saying, no, no, everything was fine. I'm just pregnant. I just don't have the appetite or something along those. And he told her, well, my wife is pregnant. And so 
realizing that we were our due dates were two weeks apart and so he said um well my wife's at um a yoga a mater uh premature uh premarital pre or no no that premarital <laughs> Prenatal, 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 um, well, prenatal can be premarital <laughs> yoga class. And Catherine's like, that would be fantastic. I would love to go. And no, no, I think, I think he, I think that they set that up for us. And I was oh, just, shit. I was just oh, no. pretending. Uh -oh. We're, we're glitching. That. Oh, we're glitching. Uh -oh. oh, we lost you there, Catherine. Do you want to say that? It glitched out. Hmm. Uh, no, I was saying that I think that I was just pretending to like yoga, and it was like the guys who were setting us up on this oh. yoga date. <laughs> Quite possible. Well, I don't think he, neither one of us had friends that were pregnant at the time. I, I don't think we had friends that were pregnant at the same time. So I went, and um, so he gave her my number. She texts me and just, hi, I'm Catherine. I just met your husband, and I would love to go to yoga. So she... I, it was like a blind date. She came up like to the front of my apartment. <laughs> I opened the door. Hi. And um, so we started chit chatting and we just, uh, we lived in San Francisco. I lived at San, in San Francisco at the time. Uh, we, so we um, decided to, um, so we met and we were in the car and we we're chit chatting like, whoa, 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 what do you do? What is that? And we just kept going on and on. And we went to this, this place. It was literally down the street. It was on California street. It wasn't too far from our houses. So we go there, and we went, and we're like, okay, we're here for the prenatal. And Zay's like, oh, and it's all curtains. So no doors, no door numbers or anything. Oh. Like curtain number one, <laughs> curtain number two. Oh my gosh. We go into curtain whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we sit there, and we're still chit-chatting, and everyone. And then the, the yoga instructor comes in and starts asking us questions. Like, okay, so how's everyone feeling today? And I'm looking around, and I saw an older man there. And I thought, well, you know, it's <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, Even right. in a prenatal <laughs> class, okay. it has, you know, you, you never, never know. know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> So uh, it gets to us. We were one of the last people. Oh, and no. I talk about my fibroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my fibroids are sore, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, how many weeks pregnant I was. But we weren't paying attention to anyone else's discussion or what they were talking about. And because we were still chatting. And then the instructor's like, I think you ladies are in the wrong class. Oh, the no. prenatal is next door. Oh. <laughs> so we... we I think that was the only class we went to. Do you know what it what what class you were actually in? I think we were just in a regular oh, yoga okay. class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And and to be fair, if we were not pregnant, that first date, blind date, would have been a <laughs> oh, <laughs> not yeah. lame yoga. I have to tell you, we drank, we've drank, we've drank in a lot. Drinked, drinked, <laughs> drinked. We 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 made up for lost time. For oh, sure. we did, we did. <laughs> um, but it so it happens that both our babies were born on the same day, even though Crazy. we were due in different. We were three weeks apart, so her so. Uh, her son was born three weeks before, oh, okay. um, before he was due, and yeah, 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 and Kyle was born because I was being induced. I just had, oh. um, um, I just had the vaginal insert. I can't remember. What it was. I didn't have the potassium or whatever it's called. Oh, oh. I guess we're oh, getting Pitocin. Pitocin. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I just had. Uh, so I the uh, so anyways, I was there the day before <laughs> they were born, and. Catherine texts me around two o'clock to say, hey, or no, four, what, what, what time was he born? Four? Uh, Kyle was born at 1030 labor. in the morning. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to know the details of my labor. <laughs> basically, my active labor was a minute and a half. Whoa. So it was three and a half weeks early and very, very quickly. You just slid so, right yeah, out. That's oh, my God. It just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my, the, doc, the nurse actually told me, put your legs together and get into the doctor. <laughs> See, I didn't know this. All, all I heard, I, all I knew is she was two floors away from me. We were in the exact same hospital, and the boys were born on the same day. I just got goosebumps. That's, That's like so fate. Cool. That is so yeah. But you should have seen us. When we were pregnant in San Francisco, everybody's got their freaking dogs laid out on the sidewalk, and here's Catherine and I waddling. And people would look at us like, you guys, like, we were, like, severely pregnant walking yeah, severely. on Union Street. <laughs> severely pregnant we were. Severely, that's like, you need to write that down in our book of words. Severely pregnant, and also, can you put in um, drinked? <laughs> drinked, yes. <laughs> and speaking of drinked, I forgot to introduce our Wine Wednesday uh, oh, tonight. Yeah. I'm looking at our glasses of wine, and so let us not forget that it's Wine Wednesday, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Now we can Amy. do that. I'm sorry, she's Amy. writing okay. furiously. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Catherine. Drink. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, we're happy that you're here. Yes, we are. So that was a happy. long introduction, but it was oh. actually a pretty, it was a, it was pretty funny. And, and Catherine and I took the boys everywhere. I mean, they were becoming, they were so close. We have pictures of them in the back seat. Well, uh, we would do our outings and they're holding each other's hands across Aww. the seats. <laughs> and so they were, they were, and I have pictures of them. Like I have this picture, Catherine, of the two of them walking, holding hands, um, uh, we were on the Sausalito side and they were in and, yeah. and the Golden Gate Bridge. What, what park were we? Where, where were oh. we? Uh, oh, they had that museum uh, yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, we took them everywhere. I can't remember. Yeah, I've we actually, took them everywhere. They went wherever we went. And mm -hmm. then the only thing that kept happening is we could never finish a full conversation because we kept getting interrupted. And we were like, oh, my God, I can't wait to the day when we don't get interrupted all the time. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Because we were like, mm -hmm. and I'm still waiting. For that. <laughs> Maybe today is yeah. part of that day. I think she locked her door. So I think we're good. I locked her <laughs> <laughs> So, oh so Catherine, I, let me introduce you officially to Catherine. Catherine McGee has been a very, oh, my God, I can't believe the boys are 12 years old. But, yes, we've, we've known each other for mm -hmm. over 12 years. And we needed each other during that time, didn't we, Catherine? Um, but the one thing, or the few things that I know about Catherine, and she's always really, I, I admire her, is she's tenacious. She's smart. She is. Remind a, me what tenacious means. <laughs> she's, she's a go-getter. Okay. She will oh, go tenacious. get. Right, right, right. Okay. She, would, she is, yeah. you know, she, this is not, she started a few businesses she is an entrepreneur by heart. She is creative. I could talk to Catherine for hours on end without hesitation or any. We, we just have, um, it, it's, it's a wonderful friendship. And I. Endless conversation. And then everybody here already knows about your infectious <laughs> laugh. Yes. To infectious. use another three syllable word. Yes. <laughs> but um, so Catherine is, I, you know, love Catherine and um so I'm so happy that you're here and that you are I've been we've been talking about this podcast and I know I've known about your business for a while and you've been up for I think two years now right it's two years mm -hmm. and um pardon 
15 months exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. But close enough. Yeah. Well, I, I think I knew about the business. You were starting oh. it before you launched it. So, um, right, yeah. For sure. So, um, but she's done some great, amazing things. And I, I'm happy to be part of any way, um, you know, to help you with anything you need, Catherine, because I'm always here for you. We'd be happy to come down south. <laughs> Let's just say to the warmer area. And to hopefully. San Francisco. Oh, no, San Francisco's not well, warm. You know, September, October yeah, is pretty nice. Warm. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I'm happy to have you here, Catherine. And um, so Catherine is the CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, CEO and founder of um, Playground. And I'll let Catherine talk about her specifics about the, the company and so forth. But it does not I'm so involve children. It doesn't involve <laughs> yeah. children at all. Matter of fact, you? remove your children. <laughs> if, any, right. if any children are listening right now, cover right. your ears. You know, it, uh, I, so, you know, I'll just jump yeah. in and say Playground is a sexual wellness company for women. And, uh, but we start, we have a line, our first line, our libido enhancing personal lubricants that were intentionally designed for women. And then we, you know, we say we're up for fun, down for anything. And really do like, just like you guys, we want to break the ice with women so that we can break the norm in the bedroom and have these conversations and, you know, um, sex shouldn't be clinical. It should be fun. Um, but as one of my like first big branding faux pas is like I made these hats that said playground oh. on them. Oh. You Uh, I, I, my first big faux pas was making these hats that say playground and wearing them in San Francisco. And oh. all the moms come up to me asking me about what playground I represented. Oh and I was like, hmm, all right. Out of context, doesn't work as well. Yeah, really? That is hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> and we've spent a lot of time in playgrounds in San oh, Francisco. Yeah, really? All of them. Maybe... Maybe that's how the name was like osmosis in my head, but you know, turning it upside down, the adult version of playground. I like that. I yeah. think that's a great name. Mm -hmm. I do too. I love it. I picture like almost like a speakeasy. You could make playground like a, a speakeasy bar where it's like, <laughs> this is the adult playground, <laughs> you know, there's I, plenty of those in well, I downtown think, and Portland and probably San Francisco too. Oh yeah. Well, San Francisco for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in San Francisco, there's a huge community of lube users here. <laughs> right. Uh, we're, we're, we're putting a, more of the attention on the, on the women. Okay, right, right. On the Good women, point. finally. Yeah, finally, right? Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've, I had to use her products. Me and, too. And they are awesome. They are. So definitely a huge fan, and so is Mr. Blue. So... <laughs> I don't know, Catherine, if you got that far in the podcast, but Mr. Blue is my new man, which we haven't talked about yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, next, next, next product I launch, I will definitely put one in the mail and mm -hmm. make it um, go to Mr. Okay. Blue. Okay. <laughs> we love that. So tell us, you know, why you got into, I know, you know, from your background, you've been in, um, fashion and makeup and definitely ladies and, um, you know, been more on the, on the female side, but 
where did you come up with this concept? What happened? Yeah, well, I, as you said, I come from cosmetics and skincare and I've always focused on creating products that women really love to use and that make women feel beautiful and make women feel confident. And similar to what you guys do, I many years ago would have these conversations with my girlfriends and like someone would make a joke about lube or somebody would make a joke about you know, like, like, you know, what we say about men, um, they're like light switches, they can just get aroused really easily. And maybe women, you know, it's much more difficult. We are, we are not like light switches. For sure. I I, I say like, I say like penises come from community colleges, but vaginas went to Harvard. (laughs) They're like a lot more complex. Um, they need to be wooed. We need flowers, like the full works to sort of, uh, get us in the mood. And, you know, but then what, what I want I want these jokes sort of turned into walking down the aisles of Target and realizing, oh my God, these products are terrible. Like we can go into Sephora and we can really be excited about putting these products and, and improve our our overall wellness um, and really actually products like personal lubricants, if you think about like our stage of life, perimenopause, they are so critical for our wellness, yet none of these products are designed for women from an ingredient perspective. Um, And in fact, like what we found is most of them just make women feel really bad about themselves. And the more I kind of thought about it, the more I said, this is this is really a disservice. Like you are alienating um, 50% of the population and we should change that. Well, I would even be embarrassed to go down like, you know, go to Walgreens and, and buy anything. Like I didn't even feel comfortable doing that because what are the brands? I, I mean, it's right beside the condoms. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like the last place I want to be. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and my thing is, I always was afraid to use them because, like, I was afraid I might get an infection. Yeah, yeast infection or something. Yeah, some type of infection (laughs) that I definitely (laughs) don't want. (laughs) I mean, we can't. There's it. This is a. There's so much to talk about here, um, because the other big challenge or issue that we found is because women are kind of ashamed about it, and therefore we are not talking about it, then we're not helping each other or educating ourselves. And there's a ton of misinformation that exists um, or stereotypes Mm -hmm. that are just super old that have been around forever um, because we haven't, like, squashed them. So... You know, I I tell my I'm actually the CEO, but a co-founder, and I tell my two co-founders, I'm so glad that we don't sell lipstick anymore <laughs> because we have we not only can create better products that women deserve, um, but also you know you know empower women to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually instead of having a, a good conversation about it, it's just joking. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like and then vibrators never, and yeah. other type of pleasurable toys. And <clears throat> and then you just don't get anywhere with it because you're just kind of make some jokes and then move on and think, well, maybe I'm the only one that has mm-hmm. this problem. So I'm just going to joke about it instead of having a serious. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do think that we should. I mean, listen, 
that we all have had those awkward experiences in the bedroom and we should talk about it and joke about it. Um, but, it, but at the same time, we shouldn't joke about our sexual health. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of things that I, that I, like 15 million women, uh, excuse me, 15 million men experience erectile dysfunction and yet like it's a multi-billion dollar category they make commercials in the super bowl for it 60 million women have challenges in the bedroom with arousal and dryness six times more. Oh my God. and because we don't talk about it we all think we're so unique in this situation and and, and we're not right um so yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it. We'll keep it fun, but it's, I think every woman should learn more about that. Yeah, and like, why don't, why haven't our gynecologist, you'd think that'd be something they would, maybe unless we, if we don't ask, they don't bring it up, but maybe it should be something that's part of your annual exam. I think you they know? do talk about, okay. they ask, or how's okay. your, you know, but I don't, I don't think they're comfortable, mm-hmm. oh, right. I you know, I, I think it's still, I remember getting some lube in a little sample cup sample but it was like a no-name brand I'm like where the hell do I get this and and it came into a gray package with black writing on it it's like okay I really want I may as well just you know go buy some KY or well yeah it's shaming it's hard to go into like a grocery store a Walmart or, or I mean a Walgreens or pharmacy and get it it's also uncomfortable i mean the other places they sell uh lube and is in toy stores and adult you know stores but that's humiliating if you've never gone in one by yourself let alone with friends well i remember just even getting tampons and being embarrassed like mm-hmm. you're walking you're, and you're For like sure. trying to hide the tampons i remember yes totally. you had to go buy chips yep yeah like, exactly um, and put it all around <laughs> yes. you know on your on the conveyor belt right. to make sure nobody could tell what you bought right and the, then yeah, these aren't for me these, <laughs> yeah. these are for my mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you say that when you're checking out i remember my mom shaming my dad to go buy tampons yeah. for her at the store my dad would be okay woo, woo. i know okay so my just this quick little note my dad had there are five of us women who lived in the house and literally, my, we would give my dad a list of the feminine products we wanted, and he would get stuck. He'd go to the store for us and get oh it, my but gosh. he'd call my mom and get stuck there like, oh, the, they don't have any of the maximum wings or whatever. <laughs> and so there's this big, huge, grown-ass man in the feminine product line. And, and Catherine, just so you know, he is a huge man, and uh, he rides a Harley, and he's got a I'm really long beard. He's pretty scary. <laughs> but he's a teddy bear. Very yeah, nice right. man. But he's like a big man. But yeah. yeah. So, I mean, goodness gracious. I, I get it. But anyway, sorry. We derailed you, Catherine. <laughs> no, no. I love this. Actually, you reminded me. My hus- my, my mother-in-law told me the story about when my, my husband fell off a motorcycle when he was like 14 years old and he was like bleeding everywhere and she didn't know what to do. So she ran in the bathroom and grabbed a bunch of maxi pads, <laughs> covered his whole body in maxi pads, which was actually really clever and took him to the emergency oh, no. room. <laughs> covered in oh, maxi no. pads. Yeah. Poor guy. Leave it to a woman to solve yeah. the problem. Right. Hello. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my God, that is a great story. Um, 
and you know that's I think one of the other reasons is like women you know women are we ourselves we're starting to talk about it amongst our friends but we're really not talking about having it and especially with like you know painful intercourse which is super super common and I always kind of joke like if a man had pain during sex let me tell you the whole world would know about it right? right there'd be like 50 different types of hundreds of different types of products ready to solve that need and and that's so yeah. funny right because men go men go like one time without having an orgasm and they think the world fell apart <laughs> and like and like women were like it's kind of normal and natural and we're like oh it didn't feel good this time oh well <laughs> that's right yeah or you just lie about it <laughs> oh yeah it was great <laughs> Because you don't know. want to make Let's your go partner back to... feel bad. That's yeah. right. We're so That's sensitive right. and like, so nice to them right. about that. Oh, we should not be so nice about it. <laughs> no. I mean, You're... that goes first. I mean, women in general have had this huge, heavy hardship of standing up for themselves and uh, with men in general. And mm-hmm. we laugh at it because it is funny. We all get it. But in the spectrum of things, it is... It is a huge burden because if you can't talk to your partner about these things then what might your girlfriends be thinking or feeling or doing and so we just are silent we're just you know we walk around being you know silent people and we're not engaging and so I feel like today's times are this is like the time to start talking about it and and I think social media and and Catherine you've got some great advocates yeah. and your new co-founder of your company and <clears throat> um, to talk about this more publicly and talk mm-hmm. about perimenopause and so forth but because um, Christina Aguilera is one of the co-founders of um, Playground so congratulations Catherine I'm like one person away from Christina <laughs> Aguilera now what she's got you should see their social media oh i've uh, been watching yeah it's really cool and that is awesome that she's talking about it it's like some of these um it's like people that we've grown up with like our age group these um you know um stars and people who are you know Influential. influential they're starting to talk about it. like you know Christina's is a great example and she's starting to really talk about wait it. a minute how did you get connected with Christina we need to talk about that this is like whoa yeah someone famous yeah, yeah so I mean I, I Christina's very involved in playground she's very passionate about it and you guys kind of hit it on on its head like you know we said we don't have a face for playground because to us our customers are the face of playground but this this type of product and this category and this conversation needs really important voices and christina is just such a great voice and we were connected with her you know before we launched and um we shared our mission and she just really loved it she said that you know number one she's a mom of two now in her 40s Uh, She's had two babies, um, but she's also been a huge advocate of empowering women to embrace their sexuality, really coming from a place of starting in her career so young and having sort of these, 
these rules of sexuality placed on her and having to stand up for them and having to maybe even rebel against them. And, and you know, she says it's been an important through line in, in my entire career. And if you look back at my songs from What a Girl Wants to beautiful to dirty she's like it's all about us embracing and taking and taking ownership of our own female sexuality and to be able to to carry on that same um, message and mission um, was really important to her and so it was very serendipitous and um, yeah and and so she's so confident in how she shares the playground message and it's so authentic uh you know like it's just great and she's just a great person too and she's a fun 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 person too we've definitely hung out late night with our own glasses of wine together (laughs) they've had their own wine wednesday (laughs) (laughs) and i think you've been to some special events too Catherine. you got to go to some parties that I saw, I thought one of her award, one of the award parties or something like that. I thought I saw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she's definitely she definitely treats us with as co-founders and partners, um, mm-hmm. committed. Yeah, as partners and, and committed <clears throat> to the to the brand for sure. That's that's awesome. I mean, that just shows you how important this mm-hmm. message is, uh, as far as you know what women need and what women want and. <clears throat> And also, you know, traditionally what's happened, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't walk down the aisle to go buy Trojan K or KY jelly or I wouldn't even buy condoms. Like, I, I just, I, those brands do not yeah. speak to me. <laughs> I mean, they don't, it's crazy to me because they don't speak to anyone, let's be honest, or at least they don't speak to yep. women, right? Like KY jelly, it's been around longer than women could even vote. Mm-hmm. Um uh, a top three lubricant in the world is Trojan, named after warriors who rape and pillage. Okay, so what you know, hell? and that's oh and, and these ingredients, yeah. these ingredients, you wouldn't put on your face. Most women wouldn't put on your face, and where where are we putting it? In a most sensitive, absorbent area of our body, mm-hmm. our vaginas. We have to normalize using yep. that word. Yep. Yep. Um, is more absorbent than even our mouth. And and why why are why are, why isn't this just so top of mind for us? Well, and the other the other piece of this, as I hear you talk, is uh, thank goodness in today's world we're able to use this word more freely. But sexuality was such a dirty word growing up, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you came from a very Christian. Well, home. I, yeah. yeah, I came from a a, a really. Uh, religious home and environment but even outside of that my real secular friends would never use those words because they were taught from their families that you just didn't talk about those things and sexuality was really about maybe more about sex than actually was about health like inner health Mm -hmm. yeah I mean we're I mean even uh you know when I first got my period and and I had I wanted to go to a swim party for my graduation class from grade eight, and uh, and I had my period during the like during the party, and there was going to be a, a a pool party, and I remember my mom's like, I don't really want you to use a tampon, but this is what you do, and she was like so fearful of like me like you know losing my virginity to a tampon. 
was a common thing. Yeah, I've heard that yeah, multiple actually, times. Yeah. No, oh, she yeah. was so worried. She's like, oh my God, like you. And um, and don't use it. You're going to get toxic. What is it called? Toxic, oh, toxic, toxic shock. shock. Shock syndrome. Mm-hmm. Read it. And you're, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, if I get it. Well, you know what? If I put it, kept it in too long, I would get a headache. But <clears throat> you take it out and all of a sudden you don't get a headache anymore. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if anyone else had that problem mm-hmm. or had that I definitely felt no it. but I did have a lot of he- headaches in my day and maybe that was why <laughs> oh when you pull it out and all of a sudden your headache goes away oh. it's like oh my god but yeah we put and could you imagine what's on that tampon yeah. like it was oh. bleached right yeah right and um yeah it's kind of crazy and then yeah you hear we need women working for women yeah. and yeah. advocating for women right. because yes. we're in mm-hmm. such a you would think we would be so advanced in our culture, right? <laughs> I know. We're going to put people on the moon, but we can't but yeah. talk about. And, yeah. Or nor mm-hmm. have we had a lot of support either. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much mm-hmm. stuff is run by men. Mm-hmm. And I so- think even the tampon and the, uh, the maxi pad were, were invented by men. Wasn't it something crazy Probably. like that? It was like really know. a crazy... I, I, I have to look that up. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, culturally across the world, sex is, especially for women, has been connected to shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could go back mm-hmm. into history and kind of understand that. And I do think it's up to us, especially now that we are the, there's younger women coming into this world mm-hmm. to, you know, is there a way for us to to change that? I mean, one of our sayings is, Sex is an essential part of your overall wellness, and it's extremely true. You know, in fact, maintaining and having regular intercourse is directly correlated with a decreased um, decreased menopausal <gasps> symptoms. That you know, <laughs> sexual intercourse actually decreases your risk of incontinence. It helps strengthens your vaginal walls. Um, there's you know, and I, I here's a here's a way it's, it's a simplified way that a, a doctor told me about it. Like when we exercise, we build muscles, right? We maintain muscles, but when we don't exercise, our muscles atrophy. Mm-hmm. So when we don't have intercourse and we don't send signals to our um, reproductive systems, guess what? They just, they, they get the signal that maybe they no longer are needed. Your labia um, atrophy. <laughs> <laughs> labia atrophy. So, um, so, and then also when we think about sexual wellness, right? Like if we have major period pain, if we are postpartum and our estrogens dropped and we're experiencing dryness and irritation, if we get urinary tract infections, and these are all um, affecting our health. Why, why are, why is sex not a part of wellness when, when we as women, it impacts our every day, every month life. Mm-hmm. It's actually a huge part of our health. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, <clears throat> even Amy had done a podcast about having, um, endometriosis. endometriosis and how, how it affected her life. And that was, you know, extremely, you know, a, a pretty big impact on your entire adult life (laughs) up until just recently, like in the last couple of years. Yes. And I will add, I mean, anybody who's listened to previous podcasts know that I'm divorced. And in my previous marriage, it was a unhealthy, toxic marriage. And I did have 
I mean, I would say my entire marriage, I had dryness like the entire time. Mm -hmm. However, when I got out of that relationship, my body shifted and changed and I'm polar opposite of having that issue. <laughs> well, I mean, can I just yeah. comment on that yeah. a little bit? Because we learned so much. And I actually pick up every call that we get into Playground. And we also have a board of, of gynecologists. But for women, what's differently than men is that arousal for us is, is as much emotional okay. as it is physical. And if we aren't emotionally connecting to somebody – um, it's very difficult. Also, it's very mental. And so, like, for example, if if we have stressors, and that stressors could be real stress, that stressors could be being cold, where our cortisol is, we're creating a lot of cortisol. Guess what? That is the, that is, that kills arousal because arousal creates oxytocin. So there's like physical, mental, and emotional issues. And then the one thing we go back to where I'm like, you know what, this is the most common problem that we all share that we never talk about our estrogen is a directly correlates with dryness and our estrogen fluctuates every month because of our periods and postpartum your estrogen drops as much as menopause so these aren't our faults we're we've been blaming ourselves for for generations when it's just hormones wow and and our and our spouse is not letting us turn up the uh, heat in our apartments and houses. Put on a coat. No. <laughs> There's a reason why we all want to have more sex when we're on vacation. Yeah. We're warm. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're somewhere tropical. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That that's crazy because it it is kind of blamed on yourself. Like you just take it. Like men always yeah. have. They have like an exit. Like they ejaculate and I was like you ejaculate woohoo we're done and and you know for us to even even say uh, but I'm not done or I didn't get there mm-hmm. or we kind of I, I you know I maybe I'm speaking for myself but I'm pretty sure a lot of my friends were just like oh okay yeah I'm, that was good oh yeah. yeah like you know this kind of stuff is we got to stop this we got to say no yeah. I'm not done and we internalize it that's right. It's like it's like the one of the Sex in the City episodes with Miranda when she was like faking orgasms because she didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and admit that there was a problem. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been there, done that. <laughs> Instead of us like empowering ourselves to well now you have now you have playground as tools. Yes. To like go to your partner and be like, let's let's change things up, let's experiment, and uh, let me tell you what you, what you need to do here. I love that, and and the other thing I you know, like there's self pleasure obviously, and and nobody talks about that. Not yeah. on a on like we make fun of men who pleasure themselves because you know that seems to be the most fun Norm. thing that they do, and it's normal. But for women. I mean, um, we have, and one thing that I think that's come out over the last couple of years is our clitoris is a, as big as a penis in like, in pleasuring and so forth. Like it's huge. Like I, one of your, um, your, I think one of your, our chief sexologist, yeah, sexologist yeah. um, 
uh, Sex with Emily, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. um, she's great because she, I've learned a lot over the last, you know, several months about uh, the clitoris and all that sort of stuff and, and the toys. And it, I mean, our clitoris is only there for pleasure. Like, hello, man's <laughs> penis has to pee and ejaculate from the same thing. <laughs> and we get one organ <laughs> that is just for us. That's like, just- Hello. And a lot of it's internal, I think. Didn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, not just what you see external. Most of it is internal. You know, to do another Sex in the City Miranda um, reference, uh, she asked her date, like, do you you know, do you know where the clitoris clitoris is? And he said, Oh, I I definitely do. And she's like, Good, now go about three inches to the left. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it is is kind of crazy. And I, I I don't know. I, uh, or the clitoris. I see, like, we don't even know how to pronounce it. I know. It. It's a clitoris, right? Am I getting No, it right? I think clitoris. it is clitoris. It's clitoris? I think it's clitoris. We were just, you know, making it sound oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, my clitoris. Yeah. Like I go shopping at Tarjay with my clitoris. Or multiple clitori. You want to hear, You and you want, like, just to hear, like, since... Since we're just yeah. saying whatever apparently comes out of <laughs> that's how we are. That's how we roll here <laughs> on this podcast. You know, starting starting playground, I've I have had to use words like vagina, and it's amazing to me that when I say the word, it's like some spark goes off in my brain, as if in like like a reflex of like, oh, that's a bad mm-hmm. word. All right, you guys, our microphones are starting to get fried. We're going to cut it here, and please come back next week to hear part two. Hey, guys, just a reminder, this podcast is presented solely for entertainment and educational purposes. We are just friends, me, Amy, and Heather, We're not qualified professionals. This is not intended to replace any professional physician, doctor, medical advice, um, or what have you. We are just friends talking about our experiences and just want to make sure that you take the healthy route and be safe and happy. Love you.